welcome to my podcast, Zimbabweans What's Next. You know, this season I'm bringing you the software developers from Zimbabwe. And today I am lucky to be joined by Ishane Sumisi, who is a software developer and also a very in- inspirational person. I follow him on Twitter and I'm always thinking if more of us had someone, you know, with these daily motivations and he shares not only what's going well, but also struggles, which is super helpful. So definitely follow him on Twitter. But today we are going to dive deep into, go deeper into who he is and what inspires him. So Ishane, so thank you so much for coming to this podcast. Thank you so much for having me and a great, great introduction <laughs> that, that I now right. have to live up to. <laughs> oh, no, you're fine. Uh, so first of all, tell us, you know, how you are doing. It's December. Has your work, your year turned out how you expected it to be? How are you doing in December? Um, December, I'm okay. I'm still working, uh, not on holiday yet. Um, I think 2022 was a bit of a learning curve for me. I went this way and that way. I think I'm I'm happy with the year. I'm going into 2023 with even more focus. Tell us how how far are you into your software development career and how did you start? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so okay, so I think I'll just start from the beginning. Um, okay. I started writing software in high school um, because I wasn't good at sports. Okay. Fair. You know, I had, to, I had to do something to pass the time. Um, yeah. So I, I just picked it up as um, as a hobby, really, to be honest. I never thought it would be a career. Um, and then fast forward to, I believe it was 2018, when um, someone asked me to do a website for them. And I was like, um, I-, I can do that for you. It's okay. And she was like, okay, I'll give you 50 bucks for that. I was like, 50 bucks? 50 whole dollars? Okay, I'm in. Um, so that's how I started doing things professionally. Um, and since then, I've I've done a lot of migration. You know, I've worked in startups, uh, worked briefly in a bank as well and freelancing as well that's I've kind of been all over the place yeah so when you I could really relate when you said uh you started software development because you needed something to do during sports time I played Mm -hmm. chess but the only difference between me and you is I'm no longer talented at chess and I've completely forgotten (laughs) in my ranking super low uh but I used to be in the Zim national chess team so look it up um, <laughs> that was only once though I think once uh 2013 and 2014 all right so we want to know where did you go to high school because I feel like um it can where you go to high school or college or how you start your software development career can determine the opportunities so where did you go mm-hmm. to high school and how mm-hmm. difficult do you think it was or challenging or was it easy Okay, a uh, great question. So I went to two high schools. I went to St. George's first and I went to Hillbright after that. So yeah, I, I definitely agree that um, things can be very different. Um, at St. George's, there was everything you could ask for and more. Um, huge library with all of these books, 
um, computers all over the place. Um, and then at Hillbred, Hillbred wasn't the school that it is now. Hillbred was um, still starting up. I remember um, we used to rent the top half of a building. Right. So you'd walk seven flights up to get to your to 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 the school and then you know three four more to get to your actual class um and at the time Hillbred didn't have a computer science department at all but I actually literally begged the school to let me do computer science and they were like okay we were gonna start that next year but since you're gonna do that now here's a book if you can figure it out then you're golden so I think um relating back to that question you asked um the opportunities are definitely different where you go, um, especially if you think even outside of the big cities, everywhere else. Um, there are a lot of people who might have passion for these sort of things, but you know you might not have a computer or access to a computer at all, um, resources, mentors, that sort of thing. So it's it's something that we have to do as an industry get more people aligned with these kind of resources. Yeah. And where you start also determines like what kind of projects you're involved in or do they make you learn more theory than actual practicing the code, uh, which leads me to you actually, uh, I think you had like a recent Twitter space about how to make it as a developer in Africa. So what do you think it really takes? I think you also commented on like university, whether you need to go and spend so much money there, mm -hmm. 150000 which my university <laughs> career also... That was a lot of money, but I was lucky I had, you know, a scholarship. But yeah, what do you think um, it takes for someone to make it as a developer? And yeah, what, I don't know, what should people focus on? University, uh, theory, or practicing it? Now that you're where you are, what would you tell? What would be your advice? Okay. Um. Well, well you brought up all of my hot takes now. Um. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so on Twitter, uh, a lot of people didn't agree with that thread. Um, I did a pros and cons for university versus self-taught. And honestly, I feel more and more like university is very unnecessary. It'll teach you a lot of things and, um, you know, lots of theory and this and that and that. But then two weeks after you finish, you're looking for a job, you go to your first job, and they say, hey, do you know this tech stack? Never heard of it. It's not in the syllabus. And they don't care about your theory. They're like, show us the project. Show me your React projects. Um, and you've got nothing there. So what I think is a lot more practical and um, cheaper as well, because oof, I, I can't even begin to imagine how much money you'd have to spend on that. Um, it's... I'd say align yourself with um, align yourself with people who are in the field. Um, yes, the, the, these kind of people are busy, sure, but if if you can get them for thirty minutes here now or there and just be like, what are you working on? What's your tech stack at the moment? Um, what kind of things should I learn? Take their advice and you run to um, places like Free Code Camp. Um, you can start from there, literally free. Just bring your own internet and you can learn everything from A to Z. And you should really do as many projects as you can. Um, to be honest, most of your projects will be bad at the start. They'll be very bad. But that is literally part of the learning process. 
That is true. That is so correct. I think I started doing more of my major projects this year and the confidence also goes up and you realize there's a much bigger world and there's so many problems you can solve once you know it. So mm -hmm. yeah, I'm also curious. I mean, obviously you've been in the industry for a while. So in a world where you could be involved in a million other things, like you could have another career, you could switch, uh, you could tweet about other things. Why software <laughs> engineering? Uh, it seems you're passionate about it. Why? Where does that come from and why? Um, with software, I it software gives me something that I wouldn't get in most other fields. Um, if I was a doctor, if if I had the grades for being a doctor, that is. Um, you, that is that is still great work, and I appreciate those people, um, especially when I'm not feeling well. But um, you know, in in a field like that or in other fields, your main job is just to sort of apply what you've learned. This is how things are done. Let's do things this way. Um, I see software as as creativity all the way. Because, I mean, you can jump into someone else's code and see, oh, this looks really strange. You can have this idea. Let's make an app that looks like this. How about our, how about we make buttons that are rounded or have this kind of animation effect? There's so many different things that you can create. And the other great thing about that is it also applies to all the other industries. Mm -hmm. So the hospital management systems, the banking systems, you can be the software person, but... You can be a software person anywhere else. You, you're not limited to working in a, in a single space. I, yeah, I, I very much agree with that. But I would also like to know um, what, obviously you've been working on many projects. What are you most proud of achieving um, all around and also in the past six months? So in your, in, in, yeah, yeah. Oh, Okay. Uh, okay. Hmm. So all round is definitely a tricky one. Um, but I definitely say I I worked on an e-learning um application while back. Um, that one was um quite challenging because the concept was how can we give everyone all these resources and access to everything without it costing them $2,000 a year or something crazy like that. Um, we were actually charging $1 a month, actually. So that $1 should, should, was, was um, um, supposed to be enough for everything, you know, all the servers and the video chat and everything. So that was a lot of, a lot of creative thinking, which, um, you know, and it was also something that had a direct impact on people, um, on a lot of people who couldn't go to school at the time because of COVID. And it's something that um, that I think, you know, is, is something that um, I could say gave back to people. Um, in the past six months though, mm, I've been working on an app, but um, I'm actually not allowed to share that one at the moment. So, so at the moment, that's, Coming soon.
I interviewed George and he pretty much had a similar thing. So software engineers oh. and their secrets. <laughs> I don't know. I'm also a software engineer. I don't have any secrets. So I don't know what I'm doing wrong. But no, I completely understand. Um, so it sounds like software engineering is this career. Obviously, you can make a living off of it. You get to be creative, solve interesting problems. Um, you can apply to many different sectors. What do you think then is the gap? Like, I think, I don't know what, first of all, what do you think is the uh -huh. attitude towards becoming a software engineer by Zimbabwean students or graduates, whatever, because I think a lot of them are struggling to get jobs. Do you uh -huh. feel like they are seeing computer science, software engineering is a plausible option as much as they should? And then if they are not, what do you think are the reasons when there is so much you can get out of that career? Okay. Um, I think the main problem at the moment is that, um, well, two two things, actually. First of all, there's this conception, um, which unfortunately I think is being propagated by the universities, that um, you have to be a mathematical genius, else don't even bother. Um, absolutely not true. I, I personally failed maths. It's, it's actually, it's actually on the record. Um, um, and second of all, <laughs> yeah. Um, second of all, everyone is um, sort of trying to fit into the same sort of space, which is okay for some, but not everyone. Uh, everyone's trying to be the IT person at the office. Um, and you'll find that there aren't really that many roles for that. You know, if we go around most companies, there's one, maybe two IT people. So, you know, after that, there's no more space. But then on the flip side of that, there's so many people who are saying, um, who are saying, hey, we need um, this kind of software. We need a mobile app for our youth, uh, customers or something like that. Or even e-commerce, you know, upcoming things. There's so many other things that you can do that I really wish people would be looking at all of their options. What do you, th I think the other thing that could also play a factor is, um, I, can, I can't even imagine, I, I interviewed my first, the first developer who's, you know, female that I know. I think, um, I don't really know how the community, software development community in Zimbabwe looks like. Um, can you, um, or maybe you don't even feel a part of it. I don't know. So can you comment on what you think the software development community in Zimbabwe is and how, I don't know, you're trying to be more inclusive or what are you personally trying to do to make people realize that um, it doesn't have to be that one IT role or you don't have to just be front end to make it or you can start off really small. What is being done to include more people, uh, to make them comfortable. Uh, I don't know, and women who are super underrepresented. I see George's pictures. Sorry, this is like long. I see George's pictures of the of the developer hangouts in Harare, and I'm like, wait, where would I fit in this? So uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just commenting on that, please. Yeah. Um. I actually, I think I really need to zero in on that one. Um. There are a lot of people, and um, I, I'd even go as far as saying most people will tell you, um, we'll hire whoever is good enough for the job. It doesn't matter if it's a woman or whatever, so, but there aren't enough women applying, you know, 
the same things over and over, which might be true to a certain extent, but there are a lot of factors that come back um, all the way from, from the start of the thing, of, of the, from the start of the process. So first of all, how most of these people starting out, they're, they're, going, to, um, uh, they're going to university and for some reason, um, the university I went to, it was, it was mostly guys, you know, um, so that's the first thing where, you know, you get into that space and you think, um, why are there less women here? Then uh, you, Same thing in America. I would have hoped it would have been better then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, you, you, you get into that kind of space and I, I can't speak on it myself directly, but naturally I feel like... Um, that would be the first sort of red flag, you know, you'd feel uncomfortable. Like, I mean, you know, you don't have a lot of your own peers and then you feel like um, on a certain level, you feel like there's some kind of ceiling given because as long as you're not seeing people like you at the top, you think that there's a problem there. And then when it comes to the hiring and the recruiting, I think a lot of people in charge of recruitment uh, honestly not making an active effort to make it inclusive right. even if you do have a female applicant are you treating her the same way as you're treating all the other applicants are there is there subtle um, sexism going on if she does get the job is the environment conducive or is she going to have to quit because um, the guys in the office are making a lot of sexist jokes these are things that you actually need to make an effort towards that is correct. Um, I completely agree. I think at least now companies are trying to move in that direction, but it's going to definitely take a lot more, you know, allyship between all groups that feel um, discriminated. Uh, but I want to move into a segment, which I am going to call, I don't know, explain that tweet. <laughs> Because I pretty much <laughs> don't okay. worry, I only went up to like November 19th, so nothing too beyond. Um, okay. but this is okay. a joke or something that I didn't get in all. I cracked my head yesterday. So, you tweeted on November 19th, why is Hollywood trying to figure out how to make money with MongoDB? Because it's no SQL. <laughs> I am a Hollywood fan, and I was like. Okay, I know IMDB, <laughs> MongoDB, NoSQL, and I got stuck. Okay, well, um, all right, so in a nutshell, um, there's SQL and then there's NoSQL databases. Um, so SQL ones are sort of, have sort of have a predefined structure and NoSQL ones are, are a bit more flexible. And MongoDB is an example of, of one of right. those. So yeah. there's also another debate. Um, this is a you know meta debate about whether you should pronounce it SQL or SQL. So oh oh my god, I'm one of those people. No I mean, SQL. I know it's no SQL though. No one says no SQL, do they? Maybe oh, lots of people do. That is a raging debate. <laughs> I won't say what the right way is, but I will say that there are many of us who say no sequel. Okay, y'all, like, I'll decide <laughs> if I want to join you guys or not, or I'll stick with 
the non the developer who doesn't deal with databases that much okay um and then another tweet is being a founder is a game being a zimbabwean founder is a game set to extra hard this was on september 27th oh, well i said oh, i wasn't gonna go that far but <laughs> looks like i did so oh, but, but you went all the way back that is that one is is the most truth that i've ever put on twitter because mm. um actually if you um follow all the tech twitter trends and everything yeah. all that kind of stuff um people will be like um just just make a SaaS app, you know, you can you can do it, it's easy, just use this template and then you can integrate Stripe and do this and that and that. And then you log into Stripe, this is not available in your country. Alternatives to Stripe, Paddle, PayPal, all of these are not available in and your country. And Paystack? Paystack is only available in SA, actually. Oh. From, yeah, it's, it's, it's an essay. So same problem again. Um, you know, there's that and then um, even while you're following along to these things, someone says, um, hey, can you go and watch this tutorial on YouTube? It's going to take an hour to load because your internet is so slow. It's it's so difficult. That's definitely crazy, for sure. And I mean, there's also the banking system. Like if you're trying to create an app with like online banking, which seems super easy. I think that's where Stripe and everything is applied and then you have to think about here how people don't really put money in their banks. They are worried. And it's, yeah, it's it's yeah. quite a difficult game. I'm not even in Zimbabwe. And, you know, I'm also trying to um, work on a Zimbabwean startup. But it's the same thing. And there are so many regulations you have to go through. And you don't know if RBZ is going to come up with a policy tomorrow that's going to blow up your, like, um, ruin <laughs> the whole plan. So, it teaches us resilience, but I mean, we are sick of being resilient at this point. We just we want, want, we want a comfortable. Yeah, we want a comfortable environment too. Okay, speaking of tutorials, you on October 25th, um, Su Thunderbolt, soft engineer, <laughs> tweeted, uh, Facebook okay, slash it? Meta has unlimited resources and WhatsApp is down right now. Are you sure you want to scale your app by yourself after watching one? Kubernetes tutorial. <laughs> Where did this come from? Is my question. Okay, yeah. Um, so the thing with that is um, that that's um, that's a tool for managing infrastructure. So a lot of people um, will, especially in the first few years of software, you know, try and you know be the know-it-all and try and I can manage all of my software and scale and everything. I can. I can do it by myself. I don't need to pay for a service that does that for me. But the point behind that was if Facebook with billions in resources can fail to scale, you know, is is there really, really any hope for you to keep your app online the whole time <laughs> by yourself? Yeah. So I've so I, I've actually resolved no, there's there's no need for me to manage my infrastructure. If there's a service, I'm just paying for that. You know, that I'll is just correct. Focus on the coding. I won't do it myself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, also we won't go too deep into the services, but that's also a problem I had to solve. And there are so many options. And let's say you try to go with Asia or something. 
there's also a lot to unpack there. So I think eventually we need to get to a point where it's just easy that, okay, if you're doing a really small app, go with Heroku, the basic whatever plan. If you want to get to this point, I think we just need more founders together sharing ideas because I was stuck in a place where I was like, okay, Asia, what do I use in like virtual mills? I'm like, okay, I just need direction. Uh, for me, I, I'm actually now recommending Superbase for everyone. Just go to Superbase. Not sponsored whatsoever. They don't have any affiliate links, which I'm very upset about. I've been talking people into using Superbase all year. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll check it out uh, for sure. But uh, November 6th, we have this one is, I don't know, relatable or you can go as deep as you want. I need a fresh start. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, actually, I remember that day. So part of um, being a professional developer is actually closing the laptop and really doing the business stuff with everyone else, you know? So at times you, um, well, actually I personally felt that, you know, I wasn't going in the same direction with these people that I've been working with for um, a better part of the year actually and, and some of last year. So at a certain point, you just actually need to realize that if you're not a good fit with someone, you just shouldn't work together. And that applies with um, even when you're starting a company with a friend in it or something like that. If it's not working, it's not going to work. You can you can struggle for three, four years just denying the obvious fact. It's a bit like a relationship, actually. That's what I was going to say, but I do want to be a stereotypical woman who then brings up Oh, all right. Fair enough. But you would have been 100% right though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If yeah. You, oh if my you don't gosh. see a marriage, then don't do it. It's the mm -hmm. same thing even when you're finding people to work with, you know, co-founders or like partnerships, mm -hmm. whatever. Sometimes if you are naive, you're going to jump in and say, oh, we are best friends. So we're going to work out and this and that. It's oh. the same kind of tests of compatibility. How do we communicate? Do we have the same goals? What expectations of work? Like how much work are you putting in? Like things like distribution of equity, work, everything. Um, oh, people need to. <laughs> uh, it's something that I didn't know going into it. But luckily, you know, I work with someone who's equally passionate. And when we push each other, like, I don't feel bad that um, I'm doing more of the work. But for sure, like relationships, life is, humans are pretty much the same everywhere. In relation, I mean, when they're getting paid money, they're a little more motivated, whatever. Mm -hmm. But they are the same when flawed people. Yeah, <laughs> so don't trust them. Uh, just kidding. But <laughs> 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 yeah, I think um, that's it with the tweet segment. I hope no one who interviews you ever has to go through your tweets again because we don't want you to filter how you tweet. We love it. Um <laughs> <laughs> you I'll try to... not to. <laughs> <laughs> for sure okay so we're gonna do some uh rapid fire questions just to end mm -hmm. we're left with nine minutes um just to get to know you a little bit more outside software development or maybe before mm -hmm. we begin what's one question you wish people would ask you 
that would reveal more information people don't know about you that you wish they knew? Mm, okay. One question would be, what would you do if there was no software and you could make money doing everything? I wish people would ask me that. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm asking you that. What would you do if there was no software and you could make money mm. off of anything? Off of anything. Okay. Um, unexpected answers. I'd write, make music, write, act. Oh, wow. Okay. You really were not expecting that. <laughs> no, no. Okay, let's get into it. Um. Mm -hmm. I guess who will go back to the writing action because that's actually something I care about and I actually pursue as well. Like I, I don't let uh, being a software developer. I mean, it's, I've never acted in anything. I like more like write scripts, which no one reads and no one should read them because, you know. Um, my email is open. <laughs> we'll talk. Uh, but who is your biggest inspiration? Rapid fire question. Uh, George locally, um, strive. I'm gonna say strive internationally because he doesn't really live here anymore. So, so George locally, strive internationally. Wait, George Chakama? Yeah. Oh, can George you wait? George is really doing the thing. Wait, I want to know yeah. why. George is really doing the things, you know. I mean, he's he's putting together these events. You know, he's he's mentoring. Who knows how many junior devs, you know. So I'm actually trying to do more of what he does. That is, I feel like you're doing what you're doing in your own way and it's also very unique. So that's, love it. Love also like the collaboration, Um, going through a similar mission together. Super cool. Strife Masiwa, hmm, sounds mm -hmm. like you're leaning more towards being an entrepreneur than a developer. So we feel like you, you so doubt your soul. Um, no, <laughs> just a little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> okay, what is your favorite pizza topping? Pineapple. Uh, best, uh, best film scripts you think there is out there. So, I guess, best written film, like where you really liked the script. Fences. Wait, by who? Who? Any so actor? You know the one with Denzel Washington and Viola Davis. Oh, okay. I've heard mm -hmm. about it in interviews. Never watched. You should. <laughs> you should really watch it. It's really good. I might do it actually this weekend. Uh, favorite genre of music? Ooh, tricky one. Really hard, but hip-hop. What genre would you uh, be a producer or singer-songwriter in? Since you said that's what you would do if software wasn't a thing. Um, probably hip hop or maybe pop. Okay. Um, have you written a hip hop music, a rap, uh, song before? Yeah. Um, that was a dumb question. Obviously, you have if you <laughs> you are into hip hop. Can you um, drop a bar? Uh, oh, oh no 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 no! I was producing. Whoa whoa whoa! Let's let's not do that. Here. <laughs> <laughs> I was producing. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, fine. It, um, it, it's out there under pseudonyms, so you'll probably never find it, but it's, it's out there. Who is your favorite actor? Ooh, um, 
that's a hard one, but Viola Davis. Interesting. No, I, okay. Like, I think we need to, I'll talk to you in a few years or a few months and we'll have another podcast about something else that I've just, just been revealed to me about you, or maybe I'm wrong, but true or false Zimbabweans or the Zimbabwean youth have few role models. True. Okay. And just to wrap that up, why do you think so? And how do you think it can be fixed? I, I see a lot of people, um, not going to say any names. I, I don't want this to come out in H Metro tomorrow. But a lot of people are really just um, doing things, you know, to impress everyone on social media. Like we do this cool thing and that thing. And look at me, I have so much money. But there are only a handful of people. They're there, definitely there. Only a handful of people who are, you know, pursuing something um you know purely for the love of for the love of it and just really working hard and just avoiding all of the I'm the best person in the world stuff yeah it's even I had that sentiment joining Zimbabwe I think I got more active on Twitter last year and I remember the tweets that will be trending I was like I'm mm -hmm. not this person you know I'm not gonna post a picture doing this I don't have these controversial thoughts about I don't know these topics and then once I started to mute those tweets and started finding mm -hmm. actual Zimbabweans working on real things entrepreneurship agriculture I was like wait there's something there so I think you're right people have to filter through so much noise and so many societal expectations about what it takes to be successful and some of the influencers that we won't talk about who are just like you know mm -hmm. <laughs> i don't know mm -hmm. what benefit they get from stirring the pot um but here we are and um yeah finally what advice would you have for somebody now that you are where you are in life um december 3 2022 just with everything you've learned, what advice do you have for somebody? It could be in any situation or you could say in multiple situations, but this is your chance. Change someone's life, Shani. So if you don't, like, it's a problem. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. My advice is um, actually just going to, I'm going to pretend I have a, a Nike box over here and show you the Nikes. Just do it, okay? Mm. Because whatever you want to do is probably going to go wrong at first. Don't overthink it. Just do it. Learn from that and do it again. Try it. Whatever it is, whether you want to um, be an accountant or whatever, just charge, charge right ahead. You are talking to me. You are literally talking to me there because I think I always have these things like, what are people going to think? Is going is it going to be too much? Am I deviating too far? And it's so similar to something George said as well. He was like, the way to get ahead is to get started. So I'm really excited about this. Thank you so much, Ishanis, for taking the time to talk with us. Uh, people, if you want to talk to Ishanis, you can reach out to him on Twitter or where else can people yeah. find you and I'm, what I'm cool things... Twitter. Um, I'm on Twitter and um, there's a YouTube now, which is content on the way, it's on the way, um, blog content also on the way. So for now, just mostly Twitter, but more things. Okay. I'll try to link those in the description, but thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs>